you're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antuano, and today I'm happy to have Hector Pages from Impact. Hector, how are you today? Doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And we're excited to have you on today. Hector has a wealth of knowledge uh, with his experience, and we're you know happy to have him come in and explain over what he's doing at, at Impact today. Hector, if you could, for our listeners, uh, give a brief background about your experiences, you know, what you've been doing and, and what brings you over uh, to Impact and what you're doing over today. Great. Thank you for that. I'm Hector Pages, Chief Growth Officer at Impact. Impact is a cloud-based giving platform. We're the creators of the GoodCoin platform, which is a giving platform we're taking to financial service institutions so they can offer and empower online giving through online banking. I guess my background really comes from the world of loyalty. I've always been in tech startups, uh, but most recently spent time at a company where we were building uh, consumer loyalty programs for large blue chip brands. And as fun as it is to get people to purchase more sun care products and snack foods, it wasn't wasn't quite uh, ticking all the boxes for me. Growing up in Puerto Rico, seeing you know some of the impact of natural disasters really has an effect on you. And if I've always been connected to opportunities to give back and to social impact. And when I saw what uh, some of the founders were doing here at Impact with this charitable giving platform, I said, that's absolutely for me. And what we're doing is helping brands connect to their customers around giving. So it, it really drew upon a lot of the expertise and experience that I had in the loyalty marketing space and in tech, but, but something much more purpose-driven. So it's been, it's been a wonderful journey, and we're only getting started. Yeah, that's really good to hear. And it sounds like a perfect blend of your experience and what you can do now to create you know, better good in a, in a global type of scenario, you know, bringing that to market. So I guess to start off, what, what type of adoption are you seeing from the financial uh, service institutions? Well, we're seeing some great traction in the market. Um, the, the charitable giving platform, GoodCoin, has really been a response to how other fintech platforms, most notably PayPal, Venmo, Amazon, Apple, have provided similar charitable giving services to their customers. And, and the opportunity we saw in the market was that banks, credit unions, did not have, don't have a similar offering to, to bring to their customers. And that's really where we created our platform. So the past two years have been very formative, but but accelerating for us. We signed an initial strategic partnership with a wonderful company, very purpose-driven company and large company, FIS. And they have really helped us reach a lot of institutions, several of which have come on this year onto the platform. Uh, we've implemented them. We have their users using the platform, making donations. And now we're looking at opportunities for scale and, and how to take the platform to the broader market. Do you see the, I guess, offline transitioning to the online? And if you could talk us through about, you know, I guess the research that was probably done in, in the statistics of offline and how that's, you know, transitioning to an e-commerce type of uh, scenario. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. You know, the nonprofit space and charities in general are one of the last segments of the market or business segments to do their digital transformation and to really digitize the way that they do business. 40% of all nonprofits in America do not fundraise online and they're missing out in a big way. 
an offline transaction is about $20 in value. An online transaction is about 137 So they're missing out on a 5x to 6x difference on the top line, not to mention the efficiencies that they forego by not processing donations digitally. So we're really helping nonprofits cross that digital divide. On the consumer side, you know, there's big changes happening for donors. You know, one is that, well, a lot of the offline donations are going online. Over the past five years, there's been a 65% increase in digital donations. It's still in the minority. There's still a lot of checks and cash out there, but a lot of people are, are headed online to give. That's both large transactions and small transactions. And some of the issues that donors are running into with, with digital giving is that there's a variety of different places to give online. You have your GoFundMes, PayPals, Charity Navigators, a variety of different websites. It's very fragmented. And there's issues with convenience, security, transparency, ease of access. And we believe that institutions, financial institutions, really not only have the opportunity to, through their reach and scale, but the duty to fulfill that, that aspect of a consumer's payments life. You know, why not offer them a solution that's easy to access, connect to their bank account, and a solution that they can trust to not have any fraud? So, so we, we really think that we're solving a, an issue for nonprofits to cross the digital divide, an issue for consumers to have a, a solution that's trustworthy, easy to access, and right within their bank account. Also solving an issue for institutions, which is they don't currently have a way to engage with their customers around giving and around social impact. And why do you think that is? I know you mentioned that 40% is offline uh, today of nonprofits. Is that just the difficulty to transition or is there any regulatory piece involved that they have to surpass? Or if you could talk a little bit about that, because that's, that's definitely a high number, right? So it would be good to understand you know, why that is if, if you do know. Sure. It's primarily due to, you know, a lack of resources and a lack of of wherewithal. There aren't too many solution providers out there who who are offering services to that very much smaller segment of the market to give them these kinds of tools. You know, the nonprofit space, unlike other categories of business, which have seen mass consolidation, haven't consolidated. It's not too common to see larger charities running around and snapping up a bunch of smaller charities. And so that leaves large, let's call it underserved segments of the market. And in fact, we were at a large event last week, Money 2020, where I actually was talking about a word nonprofit inclusion, right? We hear a lot about financial inclusion for individuals. You know, we believe that nonprofits need to be included in the equation and institutions have a great opportunity to help those organizations that are actually right out there in their local communities. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then I guess transitioning to from your loyalty days um, over to where you are now, and that it, obviously it's in comparison. So the idea of a loyalty program is to have someone continue to buy, right? To, to buy more products, uh, to, to kind of steer them in the right direction. This is very similar to the fact that you're feeling good about it, right? So you're giving their customers or, or having the opportunity to donate that, uh, with ease rather than having to go outside of the market. I'm assuming that creates more stickiness within that type of scenario. You know, is that what you're seeing within the market? It, it does. That's a great point, Chris, about the loyalty factor here. Yeah, we're, we're not trying to implement a solution for banks to make money off of charity. But the question is, and does come from your, you know, president of the bank, well, what's, you know, this is nice, but really what's the benefit to our institution aside from it feels good. And there's a lot of research that we do 
in this space. So for instance, we know that about 40% of bank customers are not familiar with the community involvement efforts of their institution at all, which is staggering. With all of the good work that institutions do and the press that they try to get out there, a lot of people don't know about it. But 70% of people would feel more positive about their bank brand if they did and if they were engaged. So there's a lot that we're doing around measuring the positive impact that engaging with customers around giving is doing to things like their net promoter score, NPS, seeing really positive returns there. So really, at the end of the day, the sell to the institution is that, you know, the pays and the other fintechs are already doing this. You, you guys are behind. So there's a little bit of a, we need to get on the, we need to get on the bus, but it's definitely a loyalty play. This is all about doubling down on the good that you're already doing, connecting to your customers around it, deepening your relationship with them. Yes, making yourself more sticky in the process. You know, we, we see this as another product. It's sort of utilitarian from that standpoint. So every institution is tracking what their product ratio is on customers, and they know each additional product that we extend to our customers is going to extend our relationship with them. And why not do it around a product that is built around an emotional transaction, an emotional behavior. And, and that's really what we're trying to, to bring to institutions. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, that's definitely what, you know, what's happening with the success of your product so far. And uh, I guess to dive a little bit deeper within the product itself, do you see the financial institutions making this a standalone type of product or are they adding it on to other services to make it more of a seamless experience? Uh, if you could talk a little bit about the experience for the user and how the FIs are, are creating that experience. Man, you are well studied. Another great question. We don't believe that charitable giving should be standalone, right? It should be integrated and woven into their digital strategy. Uh, that said, there's a variety of different ways that the product can be brought in. We do have uh, a, stand, a standalone rebrandable microsite that makes it easier for, let's say, institutions who are you know further, further down the chain in terms of uh, asset size or more community bank oriented who are core agnostic, let's say, perhaps, and they, they want a, a solution that they can set up quickly. We can also offer it fully API enabled for a larger institution who maybe wants to create their own UI and really make it a much more native experience within their payments hub. We also have hooks in and connections uh, that, we can, that we can connect to things like loyalty programs and, and allow for point redemption to charity and rewarding other behaviors. So we are trying to make GoodCoin the center of people's giving lives and promote any kind of good behavior that they're doing within the product. And so we need to then give that flexibility to the institutions to make it uniquely their own. When you, I guess, take this to the FIs and other types of uh, prospects as well, if you could talk about some pushback that you're getting and, and how you guys overcome that, because obviously with any innovation within payments or any other industry, there, there is, you know, slight hesitation and, and obviously pushback that uh, you, you kind of have to overcome to really get you, your product out there. Could you talk a little bit about some pushback that you are seeing and, and how you guys have, have overcome that and kind of been successful thus far? Well, I'd love to say that the pushback is is black and white, you know, like a, an institution saying, nah, <laughs> we really don't care about. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. We don't really care about charitable giving. Yeah. It's on your website. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's, we don't care. 
we're, we're not getting that. I mean, one of the challenges is that everybody likes it, right, initially, because who, who doesn't like charitable giving? And in fact, most institutions in America, in fact, I don't think I've seen an institution not have some kind of you know community give back. I think with the commitments they have to make from a CRA standpoint, I think by law, every institution has to give back in some sort or fashion. So it's not as it's not as cut and dry as that. I would say that it has more to do with, you know, timing, priorities and integrations. Since what we're doing isn't going to deliver the next billion dollars in revenue next quarter, it's difficult to prioritize this over, you know, a complete digital transformation of their micro loan business, right? So what we are doing and I think that we're doing well is you know, getting into the C-suite of these organizations early on and quickly, because it naturally, charitable giving naturally sort of ascends to that level. And and the C-suite generally makes the decisions around charitable giving. And that has really helped, you know, speed up both, you know, sales timelines and prioritization within the organization as this is something that we're going to do. And it's going to be a priority because it's something that we're doing to connect to our to our communities. So I would say more than anything, it's probably just a matter of priorities and integrations with different organizations that we have that that we have in our pipeline. Some are ready to take it in today. Others, you know, need to have a few more meetings and introduce us to the right folks. But, you know, the the good news for better or for worse, you know, we don't have anybody who says, no, this is this is something we do not care about. So that's that's been good. Yeah. And especially, you know, as you mentioned, if it is, you know, coming down to a revenue number or an excitement about that, sometimes those those are off, right? So the imbalance uh, and the predictability could wager on that. Whereas if you're bringing a product into these types of organizations where they want to enhance other areas of the business and are there sort of a mindset, it kind of moves up the ladder a bit differently than you would as a revenue generating type of solution directly. That's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and and that is the reality of business. And, you know, part of part of why, you know, this this social impact space is, you know, probably taking longer than it needs to to really, you know, move in and become a priority within within financial services in general. You look at things like, you know, ESG funds, you know, there's only 48 ETFs out there invested in ESGs just because they haven't been around long enough and haven't proven, you know, uh, you know, a long term return just yet. They will. Uh, and it just needs time. So mm-hmm. and what's the competition like in regards to what you know, what you're providing DFIs? Do you see more of it them you know, competing more of an in-house solution or if you could talk a bit about uh, that? Yeah, I think that there's certainly competition from a substitute standpoint from a consumer side, right? So as I mentioned earlier, there are websites today where we could, if you really wanted to go give $100 to your charity of choice, you could probably Google and find a number of services you could go directly to and create another account with and create another you know tax receipt tracking with. So there's certainly substitutes from that standpoint. From a who's taking software, giving software to banks and credit unions directly and selling it to them with this value proposition? Nobody, from what we can tell right now. We'll see how long that takes after this podcast gets out. But that's not to say that's not to say that that other people aren't trying. Right? There's there's probably other uh, organizations uh, who are either processors or integrators or payments businesses that are trying to concoct something as well. So speed is always is always important. 
Yeah. And I can only imagine, you know, if, if you guys, you know, Trish is trying to uh, obviously stay on top and enhance the product as much as possible uh, to bring the more value, the most valuable product to, to the FIs, which uh, you've been doing so far. Well, Hector, if you could, you know, what's the best way for, you know, our listeners to get in contact, uh, either yourself or the team at, at GoodCoin? Well, they could go to our product website. That's www.goodcoins.io. That is with an S. We're working on buying goodcoin.io, but uh, goodcoins.io. Or you can reach me. I'll I'll provide my phone number, 404-434-4922. But if you go to the product website and watch video tutorials about the product and reach, reach our team, We'd be more than happy to to show you what we're doing and uh, recruit anybody who wants to help grow the world's heart, which is our mission. Yeah, and, and it's been awesome having you on here, and I, and I love what you guys are doing over there at GoodCoin. I think there's a lot of you know conversations that we have within the banking world that are just looking for uh, solutions like this to really change, make a change for, uh, for what they're trying to do internally. So, um, you know, really glad to have you on and, and kind of show that to to our listeners as well. Well, Hector, it was, it was awesome to have you on. Our listeners had some really good knowledge given them today, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate it. All good, man. Thanks, Chris. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now in iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.